Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 105 at Edmonton. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex C-A is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We are on Twitter at Oilers Now. I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan's at Brendan Escott. Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Uh, we are just waiting for a guest to uh, join us. Uh, we will be hearing momentarily uh, from NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Jack Michaels coming up a little bit later on as well. Brendan, have you got a call yet? I think that's a sign. Brendan, you there? I believe we have uh, Bill Daly, so we are going to go to our headliner today for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training, taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Bill, Bob Stoffer, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. Thank you for taking time to join us. I know it's uh, a very challenging time, and as a result, uh, you guys are uh, literally working hourly in terms of trying to manage things moving forward, and that's where we'll start. Uh, you know, this is a political issue for a lot of – it's become political, unfortunately, for the COVID-19 pandemic. Um and organizations and industries have to be cognizant of that. There's a fine line in terms of the court of public opinion out there. Uh, maybe explain to us why it's important for the NHL to be exhaustive in terms of working on scenarios for a possible restart instead of just outright canceling the season, which some people think should be the league's course of action. Well, I mean, I, I think uh, for our fans, uh, for our players, for our owners, um, I think we'd like to play hockey if we can play hockey. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't um, misalign our priorities. The, the public health and safety, the safety of our fans, safety of our players has to be first and, and foremost. Um, but we're, we're we're still hoping there there's a the way in which we can marry uh, those two objectives, and uh, we we might not be successful. Um, but from our perspective, there's no reason to give up the the effort uh, unless you know we're told we, we, there's no way we can be successful. So um, we really think it's incumbent on us to to make sure we've explored every possibility um, uh, that may arrive, um, uh, you know, both from a 
a public response standpoint, a medical response standpoint, um, uh, you know, and, and be ready to play the cards that are dealt us uh, on almost an hourly basis, as you said. Um, All right. Be able, be able to react quickly. On that note, uh, there have been multiple reports, uh, Bill, of potential playdown sites or hubs or locations. What would the parameters be for these potential uh, hosts? Uh, I'm assuming that there would have to be a recognition of the current COVID situation in the respective market and infrastructure. And on that note, um, frankly, from a purely Edmonton-centric position, uh, how would Edmonton's uh, uh, chances be in that scenario? So, I mean, obviously, there's a number of, of things that would be relevant to uh, to a centralized venue, um, you know, and, and I think you, you're right in, in, in putting at the top of the list what the COVID-19 situation is in that community, um, uh, both with respect to the incidents and, and uh, whether it's a healthy community or not, uh, but also with respect to the testing situation, because... Um, you know, frequent testing of, of kind of the participants in any playdown scenario is going to be an important part uh, of what we're doing, and, and um, we're, need, we're going to need to have uh, access to testing, and, and we're going to make it a point um, that we're not accessing testing you even on a, in a private way uh, if testing um, availability is an issue in the community. So um, we will not test asymptomatic players ahead of, of, of symptomatic people uh, who are unable to get tested. Uh, it's just something we will not do. Um, so those two issues in, in terms of picking a, a venue or a location are going to be important to us. Obviously, uh, you get down to the, the more basic needs of, of, you know, if you're bringing multiple teams in the market, how many sheets of ice uh, is in the community or in close proximity, what's the hotel situation, uh, what, what is the venue uh, situation itself in terms of um, is it a state-of-the-art NHL venue, does it have uh, up-to-date uh, technology, safety standards, and the like. So those are all uh, elements that will have to be looked at um, uh, if and when we get to a point um, where we have to select locations. Uh, I'll ask the question differently. Is Edmonton in a competitive position this way? If you go this route, uh, I, I, I think it's publicly known that uh, uh, Edmonton has an interest in, in being our city. We we certainly uh, understand the benefits of Edmonton, so I I, I think yes, I think that I can confirm that they're definitely in the mix. All right, uh, four site locations. Would it be tied to divisional alignment? Uh, not not certain yet. Um, uh, we'll we'll uh, certainly that that's one concept. Uh, for aligning the clubs, but there are others uh, that we've considered as well. So, again, I, we, you know, anytime we go too far down one of these roads, it, it suggests we're we're at the end of the road, and we're certain we're nowhere near at the end of the road. All right. Uh, you're in a partnership, obviously, with the players, the NHL and the NHLPA. You're dealing on a, a daily basis uh, with them moving forward. Uh, one of the things that we've heard, and again, I don't want to get too far down the road, but theoretically, for fortuitous enough to get back up and playing, getting a resolution to the 1920 season, uh, one of the comments that's come out is they're concerned that maybe the players, uh, frankly, don't want to be in one specific site location and separated from their families. Could you theoretically have 
a scenario exists where maybe players could go back to uh, to be with their families for a couple days each stint of each way of the playoffs or something like that if that were to occur, if you can indeed get back up and playing? Well, I, I think the family scenario is a fair one. Uh, I'm not sure the, the, the fix that you just outlined is a feasible fix, uh, but there will be other fixes. Um, you know, what, what we have uh, made clear with players is we understand the issue. Uh, we don't expect them to be isolated and away from their families for, for a four-month period of time or a three-month period of time or even a two-month period of time. So uh, we understand the importance of, of kind of family interaction, and uh, we'll find a way to accommodate that. Two more minutes with NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, Bob Stopper with you. Bill, regarding 2021, the NHL is still a gate-driven league. Can teams function long-term without fans? Um, it's a fair question. Um, you know, obviously, you're right. Uh, I, it, you know, first of all, it's not, not necessarily just the fans in the building. It's the fan engagement. Um, I think we're going to – I think we're, we're – Stable, financially secure at this point. Um, obviously, the industry is being hit hard, as as a lot of other industries are being hit. Um, so you do the best you can. And if uh, if our option in the short term is playing in empty buildings, uh, then we'll play in empty buildings, and and we'll make it as uh, fan friendly an experience as possible. Um, we'll employ new technology. Um, we'll we'll bring the fans who are watching either on their digital devices or, or on television, as close to the action, as close to the players, and as close to the environment as possible. Final question for you, and it's actually one that might, uh, you know, we saw last week success of the uh, NFL draft. Uh, I watched the CFL draft last night. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion on the NHL draft. What are the benefits of having the draft in June, po- uh, possibly prior to a resumption of uh, this year's uh season and how would you rectify you know picks tied to team or slash player performance well there, there are complications uh there's no perfect solution uh we think there are benefits to having the draft in june including the fact that it's a necessary piece of league business that's going to have to transpire at some point in time and and uh, our clubs are as prepared now for it uh, as they would be at any other time and probably better prepared than they would be in late fall. Um, don't want to be in a situation where we're shoehorning uh, a draft lottery or a draft in a very short window of time, which we may be faced with. Um, we do think it's an opportunity, uh, a fan engagement opportunity. Fans have been missing NHL hockey for a month and a half. Um, it'll go on three months by the time we get to, to June. So, you know, the lead-up, to, to the draft and, and uh, the engagement that can be created, I think, would be positive for the sport and the profile of sport. Also give us a plot uh, to reach out to the communities in need. Um, so there are a lot of benefits associated with the June draft, but there are also complications. As you mentioned, um, the conditional picks are, are one of those complications. I think there are ways you can address those complications. Nothing's going to be perfect. Um, uh, we haven't made a decision on that yet, but obviously we, we'll have to make a decision in the near future. Bill, look, I know you got uh, you made several appearances today. We appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on Oilers Now. All right, Bob. Thanks, and have a good weekend.
You bet. That is Bill Daly, NHL Deputy Commissioner. It is 116 in Edmonton. Uh, we had about a 10-minute window to get uh, Bill on to today's show. We're going to take a step out right now. Uh, you can text us at any time. That's where we're going to go next. We're going to get to some Ashley Fine Floor texts at 780-496-0063. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 119 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you on Oilers Now. We just had our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training, taking all necessary precautions to ensure safety of their staff and clients. We had Bill Daly on the show. Brendan, uh, you, you get the sense that in I, I asked the first question just about uh, you know, this is companies are being judged right now, and industries uh, are being judged uh, given COVID nineteen, and uh, there are different perspectives on how people think you should proceed or not proceed at all uh, given the pandemic. And the uh, the one sense that I got with Bill, and we again we had a limited time li- limited of about. 10 and 10 minutes 105 to 115 today because bill had done a couple other radio uh, hits around the league um is i got the sense that the league's cautious and they don't want to go to they have to plan but they don't want to be presumptuous in any way shape or form did you get that sense as well 100 percent. and to me that means they don't want to have a situation where they say something speak too soon something changes on a dime and then they're backpedaling so from their perspective i understand it um you know from the fans perspective i guess you just got to keep preaching patience right now but it seems like finally we're starting to see some of these plans gain a little bit of traction at least more so than last week we got six of the 15 questions that I had in. Like, uh, I actually had to rework it a bit <laughs> just because we were going, uh, uh, you know, because of the window that we ended up getting. But uh, there were some other areas. I mean, obviously, w- what happens if you do get back up and playing and a player uh, ends up uh, testing positive? And then there's the different severities of of how the reaction works for, for individuals. I mean, we're seeing... Obviously, the elderly community is just, they've been crushed by this, and that's a given, and it's a sad indictment on us in Canada. I mean, you know, we have a higher death rate than we should have in Canada due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and I think most Canadians, when they realistically look at that, would admit that that's the case, and we all know one thing's going to happen for sure. Um, and I've mentioned this a couple times in the past week, like when Paul Martin, Paul Martin was prime minister, and it was for a very short term from 0306, uh, he nationalized the level of child care services. And there was a belief that he wanted to do the same with uh, old, you know, nursing home and old age facilities and elderly care extended facilities and those sort of things. And uh, we have seen firsthand with the devastation of a province like Quebec that's got 60% of COVID deaths in Canada, just the significance of this. And there's people that believe in excess of 80% of Canadians that have died from COVID-19 are tied back uh to be in, in, in scenarios like extended uh, care facilities. It's been sad. So we're, we're by no means out of the woods. we got a lot of work to do. That said, things are, if you're in Edmonton and listening to a show called Orders Now or you're in Red Deer, you're, you're, you're looking pretty good. I mean, 1,200 tests done in a 24-hour period in Edmonton and one positive test, that's, that's pretty good. And some might say that 
you know, full speed ahead. And others will say, well, wait, wait, wait a sec here. We got to be much more gradual in our approach. Uh, Bob, those were good questions. Uh, you got the foundational answers, and Bill Daly sounded very image conscious. So there's a perspective on that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063 into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I think teams can function without fans filling the seats. Everyone just has to take a massive pay cut. Well, we didn't get to that, and that's how do we address things moving forward in the National Hockey League. And that's something that I hinted at with Elliot Friedman. The word rollback to this point has not been mentioned. But is it pragmatic? It's happened before. and then if Like I'm telling you right now, if there is not a resolution to the 1920 season, the NHL goes from being a $5 billion business to a $3.75 billion business. So we'll round up to $3.8 billion. So that means the players get half of that, $1.9 billion. Now divide that amongst 31 teams. That would theoretically mean that the, the, the team's salary cap should have been in the $60 million range, not in the $80 million range when you're splitting $5 billion in half, which is $2.5 billion over 31 teams. I think most of you get what that might mean moving forward. Um, and there's lots of industries that are going to be financially challenged. My guess is greater than 75% of the people listening to the show have probably had a rollback of some sort if you're in the private sector. Some of you, uh, and that's if you haven't been laid off already. Uh, now, there are some public sector employees that are, and private sector employees that are still being paid full. Uh, might have very strong unions in that regard. And uh, whatever the case, we are going to have some big challenges moving forward. I think we all know that. This text comes in. I think it's a bad idea, says the texter, for Alberta to try to reopen things before we've even got a handle on the COVID-19 situation. Just because we flatten the curve doesn't mean the virus is gone. It will ramp up again when things are loosened up. Just my opinion. And we get texts like that every day. Every day. Um, I do think, Brendan, frankly, the start of the 2021 NHL season and why they're prepared now to start in December, I do think it's tied to having fans in the seats. To me, the NHL is a gate-driven league. they got to have fans. They can do a short-term situation to resolve the 1920 season and have a Stanley Cup champion. They can do that without fans, but I don't think they can have a full season without fans. Fair comment. And from a spectator's standpoint, and uh, I know we go back and forth on professional wrestling a little bit, but watching how the, how flat that product has been without the impact of the crowd, even from a television standpoint, I, I completely agree. We need fans there. We really do. Yeah. So again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Jack Michaels is coming up. We're getting a lot of texts uh, on the appreciation of Alish Hemsky. And... Uh, there you have it. This text comes in. Why should I buy a ticket in Edmonton so that Taylor Hall can play against us in Arizona? It makes no sense. Also, salaries are out of touch with reality. No one needs that much money. It's an entertainment business. Do you think that actors are overpaid? I mean, that industry is going to change too. Case in point, are we going to get back to the place where we're back up and running full? 
I, I would assume if we think it's going to happen in professional sport, it's it's probably going to happen in movie theaters as well. But there are, you know, I mean, how many of you have watched way more Netflix now than you ever have before because of what's occurred over the last seven weeks? Again, throughout the course of the day on 6.30 Chet, uh, there will be global news weather traffic updates uh, with Eileen Bell. Two o'clock today, Jalen I. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.